And welcome to episode 10. This is part two of a two-part series where we're joined by the founder of GoLids. In today's episode, we're going to cover the manufacturing process, everything from concept through to implementation, to also include any sort of tips and tricks that the founder Bonnie here has to share with any entrepreneur that's looking to actually produce a product in manufacturing. And if you missed episode nine, we covered with her how she got over 40 million views on TikTok, as well as how she broke into a new market instead of just producing products for business to business. She also broke into direct to consumer with her product and the struggles that that caused. So if you didn't check that out, go back and listen to episode nine after this. Uh, but other than that, uh, stay tuned and we look forward to uh, sharing the story with you. Hey, fellow entrepreneurs, this podcast is dedicated to small business owners who are willing to make the changes to their company in order to build a seven-figured foundation and reach their own vision of success. I'm your host and business coach, David Jones, here to take my 20 years experience launching companies and coaching small businesses, put them into words so you can easily implement strategies that can 2x your profits. Let's get started. So just to wrap up here for the sake of a uh, little bit of time, um, I, I do want to have you recap a little bit about as far as like what we, what it was like kind of going through your design process, your, you know, your manufacturing, uh, any iterations or, or troubles, or maybe even if you just want to give a little bit of advice to somebody that wants to physically create a product and, and what that entails yeah. and kind of maybe some, some hurdles and mistakes that, you know, you wish you had known now or, or knew then what you know now rather. Oh, yeah. I can give you one great example that would kind of cover all the subtopics you just mentioned. So when we started out, obviously, the design is a huge component. And what you start with will never be what you end with. So you start with the design, it becomes an MVP, a minimum viable product. And you continually increase the output of that product, the features of that product, and you keep building and building and building. Well, we took our first design back in 2014 and we headed over to the largest, one of the largest beverage companies in the world. I'm not going to name the names, but I'm sure you can do the math. And we went there. They decided to step up and fund a pilot for us with a QSR and very exciting moment for any startup company to get this type of opportunity, right? Well, it didn't quite work out that way because when we went to manufacture, we found a huge design flaw in the product. We had already tooled up. And for anyone that knows anything about tooling, once you tool up, it's cooked, it's baked, it's done. There is nothing you can do to fix that tool once it's completed. And, and when and we just found to give it, people an idea of like a cost to get something tooled like that for now, this is plastic injection molding. I'm assuming. Yeah, but, uh, it's not. It's actually not injection molding. It's a thermoform process. Okay. So for thermoform, just to give anyone an idea, and it depends. Tooling is heavily based on size um, and the cubic measurements of the product and the weight. But for us, I'll give you an idea. For us, if we were to tool up like we did for one. You know, for, for the lid, it was about $15,000. Okay. 
to tool up. And so once we realized that that tool was no longer viable, there you go, $15,000 down the drain. Wow. So what was worse wasn't so much the tool, it's what did we lose along the way? Well, we obviously lost this company. We disappointed them in the biggest fashion because we were not ready. And that's a lesson for your audience is you have to make sure that you're ready. Because sometimes if you're not ready, you take these giant leaps of faith and you do tool up. You do agree to something and you're not totally ready and it costs you money, time, and relationships. And for us, we lost a really important relationship because we couldn't deliver on our promise. And that was a devastating blow to us. Um, but on the other side of that was learning and more learning because we figured out everything we were doing wrong. We figured out what was wrong with our design. And most of all, it forced us to redesign the product. And I don't know if GoLids would be where it is today had that not happened because that was iteration number one. And we are probably on iteration number 50. So we had a long way to go to commercialization and we were not even remotely close at that point. We were just scraping the, you know, scraping the surface of what GoLids could turn into. And so this was just inevitable. And, you know, anyone that's listening, you have to be ready, but you also have to take risks. So you have to find a balance of that ready and risk. And it's, it's basically ready versus risk, which is, you know, there's a famous saying by Richard Branson. He says that if someone offers you something and you're not ready, take it anyway and figure it out as you go. And it's great advice because it forces you out of that fear zone and it forces you into the risk zone. But with that famous quote, there has to be some measurement of that ready versus risk. Because if you take it on and you're, you know, how not ready are you? Are you close or are you miles away? Because if the risk is an absolute, you know, failure in the making and you know this in advance, then it's not worth doing. For us, we were very close. Not in terms of design, but in terms of manufacturing, we had our tool built, we were ready to go. We just didn't anticipate what was going to follow thereafter when we went to manufacture and realized that we couldn't deliver this product to this amazing company. But I don't regret it. I don't regret it. And I think anyone listening who's on a journey of entrepreneurship, failure is absolutely part of the process. And it's not something that any one of you is going to escape. It's going to happen to everybody. And I think the people that are most successful in this world have failed way more often than they've succeeded. And it's their badge of honor. It's, it's what they're most proud of is battling through those moments and getting through to the other side and pivoting and finding a way to get up the mountain a different way, a different path. Yeah, those, those are two key pieces of advice there. Uh, going back to your uh, comment about, you know, just go for it. If you're close to being ready, 
you know, maybe not just concept wise, but, but you're semi close. I always say to people like entrepreneurship, if you're a perfectionist, you'll never make it because it's the enemy of all. Yes. Perfection is the enemy. Um, done is, is better than perfection because done, at least you can move. Perfection means you're in a constant state of panic and, and paralyzation. Because you can't seem to make it from point A to point B. We actually experienced that a little bit with this e-commerce box for consumers. We fiddled with this box so much. Adjustments this tweak, that tweak, nonstop. And it went on for months and months until one of the consultants that is near and dear to me decided to step in and kind of give me a smack on the head. And he's like, enough already with the tweaks. Step off the ledge. You're, you're using it as an excuse to not launch this box and you can continue this, but you're never going to, it's never going to be perfect. Right. Get over it and move on. It was a great advice because it really pushed me to just wrap it up. I told everyone, whatever we see right now in front of us, this is it. That's the end of the road until another level of adjustment down the road. And that's what forced us out the door. And I think it goes right back to your, you know, when you're, you're getting stopped on the street and people talking to you, like you're getting direct feedback directly from your customers and you're not going to get that. So how are you going to improve on something that hasn't even hit the market yet? You know, you're just exactly. your own brain. It all turns into uh, assumption and there's really nothing, nothing worse than assumptions because you, you, there's no, there's no data to back up what it is you think, you know, and usually most people will tell you that what you think you know is likely completely wrong. So you, you're making up all these all these stories in your mind of what might work or what, what might not work. And you don't know if you're right. And that is a vicious cycle to be on. Yeah. And, and that's definitely my advice to the early entrepreneur, someone that's pre-revenue or just getting started or something like that. Like, Forget margins, forget standard operating procedures, forget all that stuff. Just get a proof of concept. Does your sales strategy work? Right. You're going to have to fine tune it a hundred different times. So just get it started. Like just focus on, just focus on that. Exactly. Everything else means nothing. If you cannot validate the product and if you can't validate your process. So just get that straight all the other stuff will come into play at some point. But it's so much easier, like you said, to compartmentalize it and focus on the here and the now and push all that other stuff to the back. All right, Bonnie. Well, this has been awesome. Are there any last minute things here that anybody should know as far as what's coming down the pipe for GoLids or where they should go to find you? Sure. Um, if if you want to go find GoLids and you want to look up that consumer pack, you can find us at golids.com, so it's G-O-L-I-D-Z.com, or shop.golids.com. Two different places that you can find us. And I will say, I want to add a little note for any of you entrepreneurs that are listening, in terms of manufacturing, design, creation, all of that, we made a lot of mistakes in the beginning in terms of paying way too much money for some services. And I would say right now, the resources that are out there online that you have access to, it's an endless barrage of information. And I would say, be very careful who you hire, who you pay, a design firm, let's say you're not an engineer, 
you have a product and need someone to engineer it for you. I get it. You need to find an engineer. You need to hire a design firm. However, also do your homework. A lot of these manufacturers have a gratis design department, which we did not know early on in our days. And they will design the product for you as long as you manufacture it with them. So there are a lot of ways to get around the tens of thousands of dollars that people will try to siphon from you because you've not done your homework. And it's one of the biggest lessons I learned because we did spend a ridiculous amount of money very early on and in many cases unnecessarily. See, I wasn't even fully tracking that too because I was going to work with my son to uh, develop something for hockey, for specifically hockey sticks. And I was doing the same process, trying to find engineers, you know, get a little concept, you know, put down, get a patent on it, whatever the case. But to your point, like you're still going to have to find the manufacturer. So why don't you go find the manufacturer first? That way you know the product can actually be made and they're going to make it the way that needs to be made for their manufacturing equipment, right? Exactly. and. And it's not always easy. You know, you might, a lot of manufacturers, they don't want anything to do with a company that doesn't have their ducks in a row. And so that might be a possible negative in that process. But the other possibility is instead of going to a design firm that charges XYZ per hour and is going to drain you out of a lot of money, and trust me, they will because it's happened to us, you can find freelance engineers. You can go online and find engineers that want work, that need work, that are really talented, that have come out of some of the best engineering schools in the country, that can do a lot of things you need them to do in order to wind up with that prototype and then go to the manufacturer. Are, are you talking you know about a place like Upwork or something? I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with that site, but for like Upwork, three yeah. Um, yeah, Upwork, Fiverr. Some, some other, and other, even other places online. Um, if you just Google freelance engineers and then the subtopic of what your product is, you'll come up with so many resources for this that your head will spin. And they won't charge you an eighth of what a fancy design firm is going to charge you. And I speak from experience because we were there. And we had a moment where we needed to hire a design firm and we spent so much money, it makes me nauseous when I think about it, when I realized that we did not have to spend that money. And we had other options on the table and we just were uneducated. And so un lack of education is very costly. Yeah. So that's why people, you know, find someone who's been there, done that, even if there's a free resource who like score or something like that, you know, through the SBA, there's free resources out there, but it's, it's funny that you talked about, uh, I mean, Upwork, I actually have my tab open right now because I have three engineers working on projects for me right now for a self-storage expansion. And my business partners thought that we were going to have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars. I'm like, dude, I can get it for a couple hundred bucks. That's the thing. And the other great thing to do for entrepreneurs listening Find a mentor. Find a mentor who's willing to help you through the process because they will guide you the way I'm guiding and sharing my my experiences. They'll do the same and they'll be full of resources and you don't have to pay them and they might even join your team on a permanent basis if they love your project and they love the creativity. But again, another free resource, finding a mentor is an excellent thing to do. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I tell people, you know, I have 20 plus years of 
you know, ownership, business ownership and whatnot. Plus, you know, I have all the formal education that you could pretty much get in business. I said, but 95% of everything I learned is just from the school of hard knocks, making mistakes. You know, I've launched like seven companies, uh, three of them broke even at best. You know, uh, I, I just reached the seven figure mark just last year with two of the companies. Like it, it took a while and a lot of, you know, failures and a lot of mistakes to get to where I am. So learn from people like Bonnie, people like me, you know, out there that can give you this advice that can jump forward your career or, or your project or your company by, you know, years. Yeah. I mean, I, I unfortunately didn't have all that in the beginning. Um, and if I would have had someone in the very, very early days telling me certain things that we should not be doing or we should be doing, we would have saved, you know, could be hundreds of thousands of dollars that we didn't know about. And so it's, like I said, it's just about getting educated and being smart, super smart about how you spend the money and where you put that money uh, and the resources that you, the ones that you know you have to pay for versus the ones that you can slide by and still come out on top, but don't have to empty your wallet. All right. Perfect. Perfect way to end it. All right, Bonnie, I, I want to thank you again for coming on. This was a complete pleasure. Um, probably it was my pleasure back here uh, at some point in the near future to see, you know, how much more success you've had. Sure. Absolutely. It'd be my pleasure. And it was a great to come on and, and talk. I always love discussing the journey. That's always the best part of it. All right. Thank you, Bonnie. And thank you everybody for listening. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any new content that we have coming out here on the podcast. Also make sure that you follow me over there on LinkedIn. I love to connect with everybody. You can find me at David Jones 214. You should be able to reach me that way. Uh, I'll also put a link there in the description below. All right. This is David saying, I look forward to helping you reach your vision of success. Take care.